Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here today with my podcasting partner in crime, Daniel. Hello. And today we are talking about intuition and what it is and how to become more intuitive. Because I think it's something we use a lot in life, don't we? And some people realize they're doing it and some people don't realize they're doing it. And how can we make you realize you're doing it and do it more? Like you said, we all have it and we often ignore it. And I think it's a thing that a lot of people should use more. I think it might be a a Western world problem where we think more logically as opposed to intuitively. There's a place for both. But I think if we all learn to use our intuition a little bit more, the world might be a little bit of a better place right now. Yeah, I think I've used it a lot in my life in terms of business, but I've ignored it as well quite a lot. And it's always ended up being right, I think. Do you think women are more intuitive? I've always had a bit of an instinct about that. I think with uh, particularly because you do see it when, like during motherhood, I bet you become very intuitive about the child just because of the maternal instincts. Mm. I was going to ask you about that. I wonder when you go off, when you go to having your first child, whether like you, you do feel that intuition or again, it could be instinct, but women are a lot more in tune with the child, aren't they, than men? Yeah, I knew I was going to have a boy. And then this really, because I didn't even think of any girls' names. We didn't have any, just knew that I was going to have a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, this really, really weird thing happens. So your baby's born. You know, you've only known him for like five minutes or something. And then the nurses take them away and stuff. And then they come back and you can tell your babies cry from like three or four other babies in the, in the ward at the same time. Yeah. You can tell when yours is crying. Very bizarre. But then it just becomes just the norm. Then it becomes the norm. Yeah. yeah. But it's weird how you know that it's your baby that's crying. It's just like how I've only just met him. <laughs> yeah. Very odd. But yeah, so I think... I've always thought women probably have higher levels of intuition or they're more in tune with it. They probably don't. I mean, men have intuition as well, but I think it's more noticeable with women. Around your kids, you are very intuitive. Yeah. Like, you know, you know when something's not right, like with them, even if it's just like a cold or something, but it might be something more. Like, yeah. I think you know when that happens, that yeah. what you're, what's right and wrong for your child. It's Definitely. like when you always hear parents uh, about the kids, like, ah. Oh, they're too quiet. That's yeah, like, <laughs> when they're up to no comment. good, usually. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit too quiet. <laughs> but yeah, that intu- yes, I think intuition in business as well and around people. And I think I'm very intuitive now with people. It probably comes with experience as well. Yeah, like I think it so does. Yeah. I think, how about you jump off with that um, Paul Check quote? Oh yeah, so obviously we've got a Paul Check quote in it's our podcast, right? So Paul Check says, intuition is like a muscle that must be exercised with trust. I think that's the thing because sometimes we don't trust ourselves to know what's right and what's wrong. And we were talking before we got on air. So intuition is, you would consider it a right brain activity. So it's like creative, imaginative, it's that gut feeling And when it arises, if we leave it too long, then the left brain will kick in. So the logical side, the mathematical side, will start kind of fighting back. That's how I like to think of it. Yeah. Your intuition kicks in, that gut feeling, that that higher self. This is what I should do. You get excited. 
but you don't act on it. And then here comes the left brain kind of telling you not to do it and being realistic, quote unquote. So that's kind of my, yeah, that's, it's, it's always that battle going on, isn't it? You can override it a lot as well, I think, because you just go, oh God, I'm not going to listen to that. And then analytic brain just starts to create scenarios and reasons why that's not right. Yeah. Where really, and, and that gut feeling will not go away. It'll stay there forever until you do something and it'll just get louder and louder and louder. I've had that many times before. Yeah. Or you'll start getting little signs. Have you ever had that where you've just, you start seeing little things, you know, like all, all these dots kind of join up. Yeah. It's like, but then there's the argument whether if your, your higher self or your intuition wasn't telling you these things, those things are still there. Just would you see them? Oh, that's selective like sight, isn't it? Yeah. Do, do you find it weird when you think you see someone and it's not them? And then literally you turn the next corner and then you see them. And that's just, that's weird. I think that's maybe not intuition, but like it's part of that whole collective consciousness. Yeah. And it's very kind of metaphysical. And I think this is that's somewhere in the realm of intuition as well. Yeah. Oh, I was watching a really good program last night. Uh, it's on Netflix called Connections. Have you watched it yet? No, no, I'm it's, not watching it. It's, it's really good. And there's this guy, he's a scientist. And um, so he went up to Delaware in America and he, this guy studies these birds. They're like just little brown birds, just regular birds. And what he noticed was that he put trackers on these birds and he found out that they fly every year miles away into down to Brazil every year. And what he also noticed was that some years they leave earlier than other years. So he was like, well, why would they do that? He had a hunch that, because he had to fly across the Gulf of Mexico, and that's where all the hurricanes hit. So he had a hunch that these birds might know well in advance that hurricanes are going to hit. So they leave earlier to get past the Gulf of Mexico to get to Brazil before before the hurricane season. So he matched it their early departure dates with the hurricane like statistics. Yeah. And it matched up. So every time there's been a bad hurricane season, these birds have left earlier. And he's like, how can a little bird know <laughs> that there's yeah. going to be a hurricane in three months' time? And it's just, it was amazing, really. Mother like, Nature, like little facts like Mother Nature like that, it's, it happens a lot, doesn't it? But it's, yeah, we were talking before about on the Joe Rogan podcast, David Blaine was on and he, he had a bit of a fascination with nature as well. And he was saying the coral reef, there's a certain, I think I might just be coral in general. It's a living thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he said, what well, they've done studies where there's certain types of coral, they spawn all around the world on the same day down to the same hour, down to the same minute Wow! every year. And what they did is, so they got this big part of the coral reef and they, they chipped a bit off and they took it to like London and, and they kept it alive in water. And it was just in a bucket of water. And then round the, on the other side, like in Australia, down to the minute, this coral reef in the bucket spawned at the same time to the same minute as the rest of it in Australia, wow. even though it wasn't attached anymore. And that's like the same principle as what you were yeah. saying. It's like, like when salmon when salmon spawn, salmon, yeah. when they come, they, they won't go back to a different river. They go back to where they're born, don't they? Yeah, isn't that what circadian rhythms come from? The circadian beetle, because they come out of the ground the same time every year, right? And then go back, and that's what circadian rhythms is named after. The oh, I never knew that. Right? beetle, yeah, because yeah. it does the same thing every every year. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah. is we'll that intuition? Well, we're going down a rabbit hole there, but again, it's, the, it's that whole like collective that there's, there's something bigger than just, we aren't just all individuals. Yeah. There's, there's something else going on, but how would, how would you describe 
intuition? A gut feeling. Yeah, that's my go to. Yeah. I get, get that feeling in my gut strongly. And this, there is a reason for that, isn't there? Because they say that, you know, you've got your microbiome in the gut, which is talking, it's like your second brains. Some yeah. people refer to it as that, sending signals to your actual brain. So it could be that you do feel stuff in your stomach first. So people who don't have these gut feelings, or the, you can get mixed messages. It could probably be because a lot of, most of disease or not being well starts in the gut, doesn't it? Mm. So if you've got a poor diet, then the microbiome's messed up in your gut. You don't get a gut feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. Your intuition's not as strong. And yeah. I've heard Paul Check articulate it a really good way, which it kind of it was a bit of a light bulb moment when I first heard him talk about it. He was talking about posture and exercise and how if your, your posture is really poor, then your body literally just acts like an antenna. So all the signals and, and you're getting from outside sources and your intuition, if your posture is really poor and you're unhealthy, then you're not picking up these messages because your antenna's poor. So if you've got really good posture and your organs are all healthy, you can kind of unscramble these messages and make sense of them and live towards kind of your purpose or your what your higher self wants you to do. So it, it, literally, sense, com- it literally comes down to physical physical actions as well. It's not just all spirituality. It's if you have good organs, good posture, you're going to receive these messages and be able to interpret them a lot better. That makes absolute sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've had it. Have you ever had any times where you've had to listen to your gut? I was thinking about this. Probably, there's probably been loads, but I kind of think of any kind of recently that stand out, to be honest. Do you, do you have, when, like, I, when I went into like this career of health and fitness was a good mm. feeling that lasted maybe about a year. Yeah. And, and I acted on it eventually. It, it wasn't just like, I couldn't just click my fingers and change career. I knew that was what I wanted to do. And I just kept getting these messages and it wasn't like a like a, a light bulb moment, but it was, yeah, I know I need to do this. And if I don't do this, then these messages are going to get louder and and you feel more uneasy if you if I ignore it any longer. So mm. I, I end up doing it and it was the right decision. Do you hear it as a voice or is it a feeling? No, it's not a voice. It's, yeah, it's just a feeling. And it's, I find in my experience, it's just, if you find that it's on your mind a lot, that's the, that's the best way I could describe it. You know, when you just, when you daydream and, or you're thinking about something, but you don't even know you're thinking about it. It's almost unconscious. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about this for months or weeks or years. Yeah. And it's becoming aware of that and think, oh, well, I need to bloody act on this. That's how I would describe it. I've never had a voice like on a cartoon, like God talking to you or something like that. (laughs) Well, I've had both situations happening. So I've had the voice, but this was in a very urgent situation. One day I was driving along and um, I was coming to a hump in a road and there was a car right behind us and it was going fairly fast, but it was right behind us. And a voice just said to me, pull over now, <laughs> like literally. And well, I heard did. a voice? I heard a voice. I heard it just said, pull over now. And so I did. And this car behind me was bitting its horn and like he pulled over as well because he had to. But in the meantime, over the brow of the hill was it two cars were racing each other over the road. and. Um, they would have crashed into me and him. Whoa. Yeah. And so afterwards, like, I was like, oh, he came out, the guy, and he was like, well, how did you know? What What? <laughs> what did you do? And I said, I don't know. I just knew that something told me I had to pull over now. It was literally, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a guardian angel or intuition or something told me to get off that road, like yeah. that instant. You do hear stories where people hear your voices 
And it's, mm. they, they say from from the stories I've heard, it's not like the voice comes from everywhere. It's not just. It was like a voice that I couldn't have ignored. Like it was yeah, oh, yeah. Not something that I would have just gone right. Oh, I'm just going to ignore you. It was just like literally get off the road now. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not like directional. It's not like someone like not like Stephen was sat next to you. You would hear it in your left no. ear type of thing. It yeah, just comes. Yeah, it was in your head. It was like yeah, yeah. yeah it was Sometimes, a voice yeah. in my head, and it was very odd. Mm. I've never experienced I was, that. I was but... glad of it. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a bit scary. Um, Probably your higher self. It was something definitely, and so that was that instance. That's that's only ever happened to me once, and that's, then that's a very short term one, isn't it? So, that was a very instant, obviously yeah, it wasn't yeah. my time to go <laughs> Yeah. then. Um, and then the second time it happened was uh, I had this client who came to me and she booked four sessions. And the minute I met her, uh, something just wasn't right. You know, and there wasn't anything that she was doing that I could see physically or but there was something inside of me was like all the time going, ah, I, don't, I don't know about you. <laughs> like your, your sixth sense was kicking in. Yeah, definitely. And I just couldn't wait for her to get out. <laughs> it's like, sounds awful and it rarely happens because I can get on with most people. But it was just like, there was something about it that really was freaking me out. I don't know, if I was a dog, all the hairs on the back of my neck would have been stood on end. Yeah. Did you find and, out why? Uh, no, I wrote to her, I emailed her afterwards and I just said, you know, look, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> And yeah. she was like, fine, yeah, it's okay. I says, I'll just give you your money back. And that oh, was yeah. that. So I, I just don't know. Sometimes that just happens, isn't it? And you can't work with people who you feel like that about, yeah. I don't think. It's a strange thing because then it leaves you with the your inquisitive part of you thinks, oh, what if? Was that was I just making was I just having a funny day? What yeah. if I did what if I did work with her for another four sessions? I wonder what would have happened. I know. I but know. you have to I think it's a probably a, a better plan to listen to that gut instinct it's probably it's there for a reason isn't it i'll listen to it now because a couple of times i haven't and it's always been right <laughs> and it's bit you in the backside yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely a, yeah and the the longer you, you leave it the more chance that you're going to get ill feelings of like stress or anxiety just uneasiness then as soon as you you go back to that intuition then you start getting excited again that's a, that's a sign so the difference between that anxiety feeling and the excitement feeling should point you in the right direction use that as the compass to where you want to go to so there's no saying that it's going to be easy but that's the direction you need to head in exactly exactly and now like I've had so many occasions where I have not listened to my gut that now I don't even question it <laughs> yeah because it's always turned out to be right and now I just think just quit it quit questioning it Quit the questioning. Yeah. So in terms of like a, an actual definition, there's, I mean, gut instinct is probably the best one because people can relate to that, can't they? Mm, yeah. And, and we were talking before about the actual being a physical feeling as well. If you say when people get butterflies in the stomach or they get sweaty palms, like there's, these are physical signs. Mm. So it's again, it's, it's not just all metaphysical. The, the body knows as well that yeah. there's, there's something going on. The definition I like, we were talking on before we came on air, that I got from um, a guy who I listened to online. And he said, intuition is pulling the message straight from the source, which I thought was really powerful. I love that. I think that is just the best description you could ever get of it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Pulling the message straight from the source. 
And then don't oversaturate yourself with external inputs because this will just distort the message. It's really clever, isn't it? It's again, going back to that like antenna analogy, like there's all these different inputs coming in everywhere. You have to decode these and fight through all the noise. Like if you just get healthy and listen to your intuition, you're just getting the the message just direct. And I thought that really stuck with me. It's good, isn't it? That's really good. I always like to think of it because I work on intuition a lot now. Now that I know that it's absolutely right, and I've had a lot of life lessons that have taught me to listen to it now, um, and it's a bit like you can you remember those old radio dials? <laughs> you kind of like tuning in, and you can hear voices coming from one way, oh, and, yeah, yeah. and before you find your radio station, and it's like kind of just you have to keep turning the dials to get to the right radio station. And once you get there, it's like trying to keep it there and the things that you can do, which we'll probably talk about next, like there's lots of things that you can do to become more intuitive, but it's keeping that dial there that's in the right place. Yeah, because it's that you can never be perfectly balanced, but you can just try and straighten the path as much as you can. So every day that dial, you might need to just adjust it a little bit and you might stray a little bit one day compared to the next. It's just trying to keep, there's never a perfect straight. There's only constant straightening isn't there and that's trying yeah. to keep online yeah keep towards that north star as you were saying that that path yeah so i've got a few things written down about how you can become more intuitive cool go, go for it. through those yeah so like the first one well, i think you've already mentioned it is kind of get in touch with your body become aware of your posture be more it's like working in stuff that we talk about a lot the mindful movement combining your breath with your movement all that kind of stuff that really helps to be in touch with how you're feeling and if there's any tension in your body already and become aware of when tension comes because sometimes your intuition might be sending you signals and you're not picking them up because you've got pain or you're not aware you're too busy thinking about other stuff yeah that's where a little bit of working in or meditation can go a long way, even if it's just five minutes, just calm the noise down a little bit. And if that, even if that message of intuition is only a little bit clearer for five minutes, it's better than the alternative. Then you just might get a glimpse of that when you were talking about the dial on the radio. You might just tune in perfectly for a couple of minutes and then it might fade out again, but at least you've heard it and you know it's there. Yeah, then it goes again. And then you've got to work out what it was that you did <laughs> yeah. to, get, to get it there. But, but again, like your, your Paul Check quote at the start, it's like a muscle and the more you use it, the stronger it's going to get. Yeah. Oh, and I can vouch for that. Um, so then my next one is get outside in nature. This is a big one for us, isn't it? Just silence your brain. I always get the best ideas when I'm outside walking. Yeah, and no one ever went out in nature for a walk or did something outside and regretted it. Unless like, yeah, I know. Unless you fell down a hole. <laughs> get, get attacked by an animal. <laughs> but in general, it's normally a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> we talk about gra- um, grounding, earthing yourself, barefoot, get your hands in the dirt, all that kind of stuff that we talk about all the time is helping your intuition because you become more aware when you quiet everything else down, don't take your phones with you, all of that stuff. That's when you're signals can get through yeah i think electromagnetic frequencies is a massive one to do even more so now than ever now people went in lockdown and things like that computers and televisions and everything's electric there's just so much kind of electro smog out there that these messages mm-hmm. they, they just so scrambled aren't they so if you can if you can get away from them a little bit i think everyone would, would be a lot more intuitive if they just got back down to mother nature a bit of fresh air 
bit of earth on your skin, some organic food, then it would just calm people down as well. Yeah. I like we always talk about like sunlight that people need sunlight for vitamin D, but I I know Paul Check talks about it, that you need moonlight, you need starlight as well. They yeah, yeah. they give you valuable uh, vit, I don't know if it's vitamins, but they do give you valuable stuff <laughs> inside of you that that activates, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we are everything in the universe, aren't we? We are the moon, we are the stars, we are the sun, we are the soil. We are literally everything. So if you deprive yourself of something for too long, it's like people who work night shifts and don't see the sun, then it's mm. been shown to the die on average 10 years younger than the rest of the population. So it's it's not rocket science, really. The science is there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my other point, be alone, meditate, even if it's just for five minutes, like you say. It just gets some alone time. We all need that. We live in this crazy world where we're in contact all the time and it's not such a good thing, is it? What came into my head there when you said that is being alone is really good, but a lot of people feel lonely because although we connected through phones, it's not actually proper connection, is it? No. So there's a there's a saying you can, off the top of my head, I can't think of what it is, but just because you're connected doesn't mean you're connecting with, with someone. Mm-hmm. So having a deep conversation with a couple of your friends in person is nothing like being on a group chat. It's just a million miles away, isn't it? Yeah, I think like over lockdown, me and my friend were talking about this actually, you get Zoom fatigue. (laughs) It's really hard to talk to people on Zoom. Like when there's a group of you, it's hard to do that connection stuff. And I found that with teaching as well, because when you're teaching, what you don't realize is that you're picking up on the vibes and the atmosphere of your clients. And, you know, you don't get that across the screen. And it was really hard at first. I've kind of got used to it now. It's probably been the other way when I go back to classes now. I'll be like, oh, God, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Especially when you teach classes as opposed to one-to-ones in a class, there's then, because everyone has their own, everyone's doing their own thing, everyone, group dynamics come into play as well. So you mm. might feel, everyone looks at you, you might need to raise the energy of the group a little bit or you might yeah. need to lower it down or you might need to change people around. There's all these little things that comes with practice. And you have to learn how to do it. But when circumstances change, you will probably lose that a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's I found that the hardest part of it was that lack of connection to yeah. people. Like they're there, they're still there in person, but they're not there. <laughs> yeah. that makes sense? It's, it's, it's a good alternative. I mean, as, as a business tool, absolutely to use. Oh, but yeah. It's nothing compares to being, to being in person with someone, is there? It's totally no, different. No, it's that whole vibe that you pick up and energy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so another point I've got is write a journal. I sometimes do this when I'm having a, um, like if I want to work through a business problem or life problem, it's just write journals down, yeah. like write how you're feeling and what you're going to do, how you're going to do it. And just, I think there's a big um, connection. And I know we type a lot and stuff, but actually writing physically, there's been proven, isn't it, that if you write something physically, that, that brain the hand connection is quite strong and powerful and you'll remember stuff more when you write it down but also it just kind of gives your brain that outlet to write yeah and be creative like creative writing as well don't just read a book and then copy it word for word to remember it like there's a time Mm. and a place for that but creative writing like it is just in the title like it's being creative it's being imaginative it's really healthy for you isn't it yeah and it can probably get those deep messages which you're trying to interpret your intuition's trying to tell you something you can just start writing and just don't have an outcome. Just write. 
or even mm. or you can draw as well. People do art therapy, so they just they let go of the outcome, the outcome, and don't let the ego be so involved. And then yeah. they just either write or they draw, and then a skilled physician or a therapist can then interpret what's going on, and it can it's a therapeutic practice. I don't know a lot about art therapy, but that it just makes total sense. Yeah. So there's, I've been on a few writing courses and there's some of the writing stuff that you can do um, is just think of seven random words, like, I don't know, clock, stapler, postcard, whatever. And then you start by writing a paragraph and you've got to include all those words in the first paragraph. And uh, that's quite a good way to get started if you can't think of what to write. Yes. Think random words and put them in. And then you start telling a story and it's you do start writing the story. It's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like... Anything television, radio, audio books, it's just storytelling. But before all these technological devices, people wrote books. And even before that, they used to just tell stories around the campfire. Yeah, exactly. And that's just being creative and imaginative. And again, it's it's getting out of the out of the left brain into your right brain a little bit. We need to do that a lot more, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one is recognize when your intuition is speaking to you because you might have different ways like I said I've heard a voice but normally I get a gut feeling or just a feeling that I can't really comprehend I can't really explain I just know it's like a a knowing yeah a deep knowing (laughs) or a a nagging feeling yeah a nagging feeling some kind of feeling and um, I've been I I work with my clients sometimes on this because like a lot of them are in that kind of people come to me and they're in that um, you know back pain working full-time they've got kids they're stressing and I often try to start teaching them how to get in touch with their intuition and one of my clients was like you know that voice you said that I should listen to and I was like yeah she's like well it won't show up nagging me now I hear it all the time and I'm like that's really good and she's like you're telling me to quit my job <laughs> I'm like well maybe that's what you've got to do to get yeah, your back yeah. then right yeah but you're not telling it quit your job you're just yeah I'm kind of pointing her in the right direction. This is not yeah. your higher self is telling you that you need to change career. Yeah, exactly. So it's quite interesting. So she had a very definite voice, whereas I don't normally get a voice. I get very much a gut feeling. Yeah. This is something I need, I want to ask you about because some people experience uh, their intuition or the higher self in like lucid dreaming. I know you've mm. experienced quite vivid dreams, haven't you? It's not something I've re- really experienced on uh, a lot a lot of occasions but I know you mm. have and some people keep dream journals as well yeah These dreams can be more they can seem more real than what we would call reality so then people keep dream journals and that can be intuition talking through a dream state so I was going to ask you if you've ever experienced that I can't say I have <laughs> because my dreams are normally when I'm lucid and talking is that is that when lucid dreaming is when you're like talking in your dream it's just like ultra realistic dreams essentially oh right yeah so I do get ultra realistic dreams but I've never had them I don't know sometimes do you know like if you do you think that I've dreamt this before like I've seen this in a dream it's not like a deja vu feeling but I have this thing that I see things in dreams and then think i've seen them that it happens in real life right but then i can't remember the dream now if i wrote it down then maybe i'd never write them down specifically link so it to i can't specifically yeah, right. say yeah. that but yeah. yes i do have things where like i think ah oh, this is my dream <laughs> yeah but there's some really common dreams isn't it and then you can like i spoke about art therapy i don't know if it's called dream therapy but there's some common mm-hmm. ones isn't there where you, like people again skilled therapists can interpret if you have, a, especially if you have like recurring dreams, you think, oh, well, 
this is actually means this is going on where in everyday life you might not be able to decipher that, but then you dream yeah. people telling you. So that's another way of intuition. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah you know Did you have, that? have you had the instructor's dream where you dream that you're teaching a class and nobody's listening to you and they're all just like doing their own thing? Oh, that no, that's there. just reality. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've never had that dream. Actually. I mean, no, that, was, that was a common one. I remember when years ago when we were doing our course and everyone was coming in going, have you had the dream yet? Where, like, you know, before you had to do your exams and stand in front of people and teach. And uh, there were, we all had it at some point. Like the whole course had this dream where like, we were sitting in front of a class and some people were naked. Like they realized they had no clothes on. It's that yeah. whole vulnerability thing. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Well, it's the, the fear of uh, public speaking, isn't it? It's one of the biggest. Yeah. Death. That's probably a deep unconscious. Cause if, cause then if the essentially that's your tribe and if they reject what you are saying, then it's a, it's a big vote against you, isn't it? It's probably scary. Yeah. Very weird. So we've got any more? Tips to um, improve oh yeah. your intuition? I've got loads. <laughs> well, like, before you carry on with them, so I want to go a little bit more. I want to talk about a study really quickly that was okay, done to on. try and improve intuition. I oh, found cool. this fascinating. So the group of researchers hypothesized, if I can say that correctly, mm-hmm. that the, the intuition was stored in the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, which is also hard to say, mm-hmm. which again is right brain, like creative, imaginative, so they thought it was stored there. So they created a study and they got two groups of participants. So what, uh, one group got healthy people and the other group was where they, they, the, this part of the brain had been damaged. So what they did is they got a, four decks of cards and mm-hmm. lined them all up. But on each card, if you turned the top card over, you either won some money or you lost some money. Mm-hmm. And you just had to choose from each of the four decks. The choice was yours every time. But two of the decks of cards were rigged so that you won slightly more than you lost. And the other two decks were rigged so that you lost very slightly more than you won. Mm. So they just kept turning these cards over or you win $50, turn the next card, you lose $25, choose the next deck, and so on and so forth. And after about, so that with a healthy people, with a healthy brain, after about 30 attempts, they'd start to intuitively know that if they pick deck A or C, for instance, that they would win more, even though it was ever so slightly that your, your logical brain couldn't tell that these decks were rigged, but intuitively wow. they started to know that. So they chose from those decks more often that they would win more often and they hooked them up to monitors as well. And if, when they reached for the decks that were rigged against them, again, it was ever so slightly, even before they touched the card of the losing deck, the, the palms started to sweat. So they got... It's, they call it anticipation anxiety. So the body was telling them by sweaty palms that this is a bad deck, but the logical brain had no idea because they hadn't turned the card over to look at it. It was really interesting. So then, they, But then they got the people who had damaged this part of the brain to do the same study, and they didn't pick up on the little subtle cue that the decks were, were rigged, and they just turned them over randomly. So the body, they were saying the body does know microseconds before the brain can even kick in. Wow. And it was really interesting and it was consistent and yeah. he did it with quite quite a few times, yeah. It's dead interesting, isn't it? Because you know that I'm obsessed with that behaviour panel as well on YouTube. And oh, they, yeah. They talk about like, you know, the micro adjustments that people have in their faces when they're telling lies or whatever. And people who are in tune would probably say that was in, intuition, that 
something about that person that they knew they were telling the lie. But yeah. it could be that their pupil dilated or something that you probably wouldn't consciously pick up on. Yeah. It can also be it could also be pattern recognition as well. Mm. It's the fact that you don't realise you're doing it. So yeah. there's when they were picking the cards, there was there was a probably a pattern they realised, so when I pick this out of this deck, I know I win slightly more, but it's so subtle that logically you don't know. But mm. your subconscious recognizes the pattern. It was really interesting. And it kind of proved that intuition does exist in the brain. But then you can also think of it in a spirituality side that it's a higher self. But maybe the two join up and they probably do. Yeah, exactly. Where do you end and the universe begins? Yeah, we are one. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean in a drop. You are the ocean in a drop, <laughs> yes. I love that quote. I forgot about that one. <laughs> there we go. That used to be one of my favorites. Right. Um, so where are we up to with my, I've got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> just, just summarize them. <laughs> so I've only got two more. Right. <laughs> um, trust yourself. That's yeah. an easy one. <laughs> so trust it when it happens. Oh, yeah. Start listening to it because sometimes you don't trust it and then it's like, oh, yep. it's hard. Cognitive and dissonance. Yeah, absolutely. That links in, doesn't it? We're, we're all connected, Dan. Our podcast is yeah. all connected. So our loyal listeners who have listened to every single show. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you've listened to every show, we should send people a prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, my final point to make, Daniel, is observe your energy levels. Now, I talk a lot about energy. Observe who sucks the energy out of you and who you feel good to be around, who increases your energy. Because if you've got low energy, you're not going to be able to pick up on intuition. Yeah, we all know those people who are energy vampires. When they walk into a room or they join a group and they just suck the life out of the party and you're like, ah, and they seem really selfish and everything's about them and they bring the vibe down. Yeah. Yeah, don't be that person. I've got a good quote. Oscar Wilde. It's time for a good Oscar Wilde quote. Some people bring joy whenever they join a room. Some people, whenever they leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, the ones who take the joy with them, the, the dementors of life, you know, the Harry Potter dementors who suck the joy out of you. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's another saying as well? Don't hang around negative people. They find a, they find a problem for every problem. solution. Yes. That, I think that was Oscar Wilde as well. <laughs> no, <was it>? um, <laughs> so, yeah, those kind of people you don't want in your life, do you? Energy vampires. Yeah, it's gone really dark where you are. <laughs> it's like you're in a different time zone, isn't it? <laughs> it has, isn't it? You open the window. Like, Dan's <laughs> going into an apocalypse here. And I... <laughs> so it's very odd. So yeah, so that is how to become more intuitive. I like it. I enjoyed researching about this one because I think we've probably, we've connected on a few other podcasts which we've spoke about and we mm. kind of realised how they all join in. Yeah. I think it's good because everyone... Like some things we might talk about business or health and people cannot really relate. If you'd say, if you talk about strength training, some people just won't relate because it's not their thing. Yeah. Or being a small business owner, they, they're just not interested. But everyone has a gut feeling. They have intuition. They have that deep knowing. And it's hopefully we can help people even just become aware that that exists and it's not just them. And talking about dreaming or getting out of nature might help them uncover this a little bit. Yeah. And like you say, when we, start, when we started that, we've all got it. It's just how in touch are you with it and how much do you nurture it? Like Paul Check says, it's like a muscle. You've got to keep working at it. 
and what do you do every day to <laughs> to you know nurture that intuition well we'll talk about james clear then so if you've got if you improved your intuition by one percent every day what's the yeah. what's the statistics in you'll be 37 times better by the end of the yeah. year so your intuition will be 37 times better you'll just like you won't even have to do anything you'll just be able to, <laughs> just, like Yoda. You'll just be able to channel everything you want into, into existence <laughs> you'll just be sitting in a room like a guru something, yes yeah they come in, to me in only one year listeners <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first yeah i am not your guru but it's all good so yeah, so if um, you have enjoyed this podcast, do let us know. We do love hearing from you and all your feedback. And do let us know how you intuitive you have and if you've got any weird stories like mine. Yeah, so things like if you've had any crazy dreams that have, like a premonition, we didn't talk about that either. Some people have premonitions, where yeah. like a daydream or a vision and then it actually happens. Again, mm-hmm. I've never experienced this. That's not my experience of intuition. Mine's just kind of that, again, more of a nagging feeling. Doesn't mm. say that it won't happen, but some people do have premonitions or yeah. dreams and things like that. So if any yeah, any listeners, if you've got any cool stories like that, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, we love hearing your feedback. And if you would like to follow us and subscribe, please do and please go on down, say your say your um catchphrase. Pass the pod. Yay. <laughs> I was I was gonna bring up a new catchphrase as well, but uh I'll go on then. So what like I was Bruce gonna... Forsyth <laughs> here now the podcast world. Yeah. So because the show is called Small Business is, for All Health, yeah, I was going to say at the end of the podcast, when we're coming to an end, I was going to say, okay, Jill, any other business? Oh, but yeah. I, don't think, uh, I don't think it'll catch on. When you've got to explain something, <laughs> it doesn't really <laughs> catch on. It's like a comedian trying to explain a joke. doesn't yeah. really hit the spot, does it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, pass the pod. I'm sticking with that. Pass the pod. Yeah, please do. Please share it with anyone who you think would be interested in listening to our ramblings and... Uh, we'd much appreciate it. Yep. Speaking of ramblings, we'll sign off there, right? Eh? Yeah. So where are you <laughs> this week? What are you up to? Oh, yeah. So if you want to see more stuff that I'm doing, the Facebook, Daniel Purvis Health and Fitness. And again, the podcast is on Spotify. Where else is it? Everywhere. iTunes. <laughs> Just out there. Google, Amazon. Yeah. And it's soon to be on another channel. Oh, I can't talk about that, can I? Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I'm at organicpilates.co.uk and I'm soon to be opening my studio in Langley Park again. Yay! Can't wait to get back. And um, if you're around in the area and would like to join us cl- into classes, then let me know. Cool. But you kind of wait to get back in the studio. I can't. It's getting all revamped as well, so it's going to be lush. Fresh start. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, listeners. Cool. Thank you. And... Take, take care. See you soon. Bye.